your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts Ross. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio this morning with Karen Cassian. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Noreen. And we're pleased to welcome today the artist Stephanie Ackroyd. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. Thanks for joining us, Stephanie. Thanks for inviting me. I read somewhere the quote that you're an artist of nature-inspired original paintings and fine art prints, magical moments of peace and connectedness. So that sets the that tone. <laughs> so we're going to have a calm ah, interview. Serene. <laughs> We always want to know where people came from and their background. And mm. when did you move to Elmaguen Highlands and what brought you north? I have been living in the Muskoka area since 96. Uh, and I moved north because we wanted to be on some land. So we moved in oh, 2018. We okay. moved to the Elmaguen area. Okay. And um, yeah, so we're on some acreage and just outside That's of Berks Falls. I love it. Are yeah. you on water? No. No no river, no creek? No. There's a creek, uh-huh. yeah, down below, but we, we don't see it unless we go for a walk. <laughs> um, before that, uh, yeah. though, going back to when you were younger, you came from Toronto? I did, yeah, you I grew did. up in Toronto and in Peterborough. You went to the National Ballet School, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that yeah, was a good a experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About four years, mm-hmm. and um, you have to be accepted back every year, so I was not accepted back for grade nine. Um, so yeah, I went to an art school after that, which I didn't really enjoy. I felt quite overwhelmed because part of it was at a regular high school. And the regular high school bit, I think, was very overwhelming for me. I bet. Coming from yeah, a small you, environment. You, you told us you went to a small high school in Toronto, mm. Thornton Hall. I found that after, yeah, after the large high school that I did not enjoy. <laughs> we found Thornton Hall um, and it's it was very small and I loved it. It was... Um, yeah, that's love. where you learn to paint. It is, yeah, yeah. They had um, a lot of courses in the humanities, languages. So I took things like Latin and ancient Greek. I took and Latin. That was did fun. you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I wish I had. <laughs> I took German instead. Yeah. Oh, neat. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So they and then they had art. So you you'd had nine classes a day, and so if you had six that were mandatory, you know, leading up to your credits, then you had three classes that in other schools might be considered a spare, but we weren't allowed a spare, so you had to do art. And I loved it. On um, Wednesday evenings, we had life drawing classes, um, and you sort of progressed, the way they taught was to progress from drawing with pencil, to pencil crayon, to oil painting. And uh, so that's where I learned to paint. That's great. Mm-hmm. And so then you, did you stay in Toronto for a while before you came up to? Um, I did when I was about 18 I moved north and then I moved to BC and then I came back to Ontario in 96 yeah okay. you yeah. said you had an artsy family what were, what yeah. was your family artsy at um my dad was very creative and and good at watercolor painting uh caricatures and things like that he didn't he just did it more as a hobby his father who whom I never met was a photographer architect um, and he did a lot of etchings and his father was a boat builder but he was also an oil painter so I have some of his oil paintings so it's it's in the family I guess (laughs) (laughs) I suppose so so then you came north and you're here you're there 
in the Almaguin, mm-hmm. the heart of Almaguin? Yes, yeah, I've, I worked, um, my last job was in the school board, working in outdoor education. Um, and then when I moved up to Almaguin, I continued that, but then of course, COVID happened and just prior to COVID, I was really starting to sort of re-examine my life and everything I wanted to do. And I've always wanted to really make a go of my artwork full time and as a as a job. Um, I've always done painting on the side, but never as a as a job. So and you have a studio now too. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's tell in the us, house. Tell us about that. It's just a room in the house, and it's lovely to have a space that I can close the door and keep my cats out. And <laughs> and you, you call know. that woodland cabin? Uh, it's like a little woodland studio, just basically because our house is surrounded by by the woods, and I love it. Yeah. And do you open your studio to visitors? I do. Yeah, by appointment mm-hmm. because it is in the house. I have to, mm-hmm. you know, tidy the front hall. Children? Do you, <laughs> I do. do you yeah, do? they're not at home though anymore. They're twenty two and twenty four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask if there are ever models for your work, but I guess they are not with you. No, not <laughs> really. They, were they models? Because I've seen some human images and human figures in, in the work that you've done. They haven't. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, actually, I have a painting of my daughter's hands when she was teeny tiny, uh, two. She's holding a, a dead bird, actually. And I took a photograph of it and I just found it so moving that I ended up doing a painting of it. I think that's the nice. one I saw. Yeah. yeah, You've had a lot of experience in the outdoors. Um, and you've read, I read that you're happiest outside with your hands in the garden. And, <laughs> I um, do love being outside. Searching yeah. for rocks, making mm-hmm. pigments, portaging a canoe. Uh, has travel been extensive for you? Like you mentioned British Columbia. Travel, um, I wouldn't say it's been extensive. No, I mean, a lot of the canoe trips have been in Ontario and Manitoba. Um, I recently came back from the UK, but that was like the first, you know, well, for a lot of us. Nice trip there, though. You were gone. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We were gone for almost five weeks. But like so many people, it's the first trip I've done in in a few years, of course, because of COVID. Did you take photographs? Loads of photographs. And and you use your (laughs) photographs as a reference? I do. Yes. I took over 2,000 photographs. Wow. Yeah. So where where would you have taken photographs? Like, I, I know you have a lot of sort of sea pictures or wide vast lakes and uh, and vistas yeah from our most recent trip we went to Shetland so we were right on the coast and I took loads and loads of pictures it was so inspiring it was just would you say you're a landscape painter mostly I would Mm -hmm. at the moment yeah I would say I I don't always like to sort of box myself in Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. but yes I would say that lately the last couple like few years it's been landscapes I also I do love painting figures um I find hands incredibly expressive uh so yeah I might like to to go back to that a bit bit. yeah Mm -hmm. and there's a very sort of um I don't know what the word word is but a naturalistic picture of a young girl in the water Mm. that I saw too a painting of her would that have come from a photograph first? It was a photograph, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly yeah. photographs? Mostly, think? yes. And I'd, I'm kind of like to break away from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the idea. Some of the paintings I've done recently sort of start off with bits of photographs, sort of an idea from one and an idea from another. Um, and then I just sort of add or take away whatever it is I feel like doing on the canvas, um, which is pretty different for me because... When I learned at Thornton Hall, that little private school, I learned to copy the masters, Mm -hmm. which was wonderful teaching, but I found it very 
difficult to break away from copying. Mm -hmm. So then I moved into copying my own photos. But then, of course, like it, it, I find that it keeps me a bit tight, a bit too rigid. So I want to break away from that even further. Yeah. Nice. How can a person uh, follow your advice to infuse their surroundings with meaning and the restorative calm of nature? How do you think that can happen? Oh, gosh. I think it can happen a lot of ways. But for me, being an artist, um, art is a huge way that they can they can do that. I mean, people can do that by taking a walk outside, really, or finding something meaningful to look at. The creative process can be set, found in so many ways. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I For me, the connection to the land is, is so important, and that's where I get a lot of my inspiration. A lot of uh, naturalistic elements enter your work as well, mm. and uh, I'm aware that you use uh, earth pigments. I do. How did that come about? You're just naturally? Like no, you that's grind a great stone. I, I don't actually understand what the process is to yeah in collecting earth pigments. No, that's a good question. When I started, I purchased earth pigments. Oh. Yeah. Um, so in the in a powder form. Oh, yeah, already ground up. I'm trying to remember the name of the company. Uh, Canadian company, and so they they sell natural earth pigments, and you can you can I guess you can make them into like a water based uh medium so is it a or oil or, oh i work mostly with oils so you'd add oil if you want yeah oil and you'd add water if you want i acrylic. think is well i've never tried with the water and I, I guess you would have to maybe add something like um oh what is it i i don't really work with watercolor so i'm not okay. sure what you'd add but mm -hmm. for me i add walnut oil and create okay. it like um either a bit of a wash for the base of my paintings or sometimes in the painting itself if is, there's is it different like really different from other the acrylics um, you buy in a tube or the a little oil? well not that different a little bit i have a question does it fade like uh, yeah. if you were to use naturalistic dyes from plants often they fade in wool anyway i know that oh so. no, no because no. i mean if you think about the oil paints are are originally natural pigments combined with things like walnut oil so no, as far as I know, it doesn't. Finish over that's different from your. Just the same as okay. as regular oil painting. Okay. This is very interesting, but I think we need to take a break, and we'll be coming right back with Stephanie Aykroyd on Arts R Us. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts Ross. I'm Noreen Mitchell with my co-host Karen Cassian, and we're in the studio with the artist Stephanie Aykroyd, and we were talking about earth pigments. Do you earth make pig your own? Sorry. Okay, go ahead. You want to carry <laughs> do you, on? Do yes. you make? Yeah. I do sometimes, yes. So how I do, do a bit of both now. So when I bought the earth pigments, it inspired me to check out other artists who use earth pigments, and then I discovered that there's this whole process of finding um, rocks that can be crushed into... That's into powder yeah, and yeah it is a whole yeah. world that i'm just beginning to sort of get into and understand and you can use these earth pigments on cloth too um yeah the uh, africans would mm -hmm. their earth their mud cloth mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's right yeah mm -hmm. it, and it really brings you back to, as you wanted to do with your art uh, connect with the earth a right? direct connection yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah no and i love that i love that sort of um knowing that there's this piece of 
of, of the earth. And if I find a pigment, knowing where it comes from and, and bringing that aspect into the painting. It brought you to an opportunity to be featured in a magazine called Blank Spaces. How did mm-hmm. that happen? That, where you actually had an opportunity to talk about that? Um, and be I, on the cover of the magazine, June 2022. <laughs> yeah, that was lovely. They, uh, they did an interview and an article on a, an artist friend who I, I, whose work I'd love to follow. And that's how I found out about the magazine to begin with. And I actually contacted them mm-hmm. to see if they'd ever be interested. And they were. Just that's nice. Great. People should check that out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a digital version or, or a magazine print It version. is a lovely yeah. magazine, how yeah. About, how about the Huntsville Art Crawl? You've been uh, involved in that for two years now. Yeah. Uh, tell us, I have. was that a good experience for It's you? been a great experience. Yeah, I was so excited, especially after COVID. Just, I find that more and more I'm just really um, excited to to bring my work into the community and to connect more with community. It's very easy with what I do just to be completely isolated at home in my own little studio. So opportunities that I have like this or, you know, just to get out and to connect with other people and directly with the community, it was great. You're the new secretary of the Huntsville Art Society. Congratulations. How (laughs) did you you. get wangled into that? (laughs) (laughs) How did you become a member of the Huntsville Art Society? How did you find out about the organization? Oh, gosh. Um, probably just through all the events going on over the years. Yeah, and my friend Pam Carnahan. Mm-hmm. All kinds of ways I just hear about it through numerous yeah. events. Yeah, and then the art crawl has been great. Like I started at Sustain the first year, was in the bike shop last year. I love the idea actually of being in a different spot every year. I don't know if that's a thing, but I just love meeting different people and finding ways to connect with other folks. You yeah. also connected with other members of the Huntsville Art Society with the Square Foot North fundraiser. I did. That was lovely. Yeah, yeah. And you submitted three mm-hmm. paintings. I did. All of which were sold. Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. how do you feel about that? Oh, it feels wonderful. I actually spent some time volunteering with hospice, so I feel really um, just so pleased that we can support such a fantastic organization. And you've shown your work in, in the hospice building too. No, I will no? be though in okay. um, in January, February. Oh, Actually, that's wonderful yeah, for people to know. Up. Yeah. Yes, we have an arrangement. Huntsville Arts Society has an arrangement with both the hospice and the public library where uh, artists of the Huntsville Arts Society are able to show their work. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they th- sell there too. So so that's wonderful. Yeah. And um, you um, have been part of the Festival of the Arts, uh, and I mean the collaboration that you've seen for the Festival of the Arts with Huntsville Arts Society and the Downtown mm-hmm. BIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other kind of collaborations do you foresee yourself being participating in, in terms of the community? You mentioned you're, hospice. You're part of a, a show in Bracebridge coming up. I think. Um, actually, yeah, I've been. I'm, I'll be the guest artist at the Annex in Bracebridge. So the Annex is. Um, downtown Bracebridge and they've got like an arts um, uh, collective an arts studio so they offer workshops and, and Let so the on cat go. Yes, yeah that's yes, right yeah. and um, and then they have a cafe there as well so it's a really neat space like sort of a, a hub I have to go down and see it I yeah seen it yet. yeah so for the month of December they've invited me to be the guest artist so my stuff will be in the in the front entrance so original paintings prints cards that sort of thing yeah. Very nice. Last yeah. year, the Doppler Online, Huntsville Doppler Online, ran a feature every week called Art FX. Mm. And you happen to be Art FX week number 29. 
with not one painting but something called the Wilderness Collection. What are your what what is a collection of works for you? Um, it's in sort of like an inspired um, theme, I suppose. Like I I wanted to release a few pieces at a time, and I was really inspired at that point by a canoe trip in Tomogamy that I did. And that's always been an amazing inspiration for me. Tomogamy is just such a beautiful, beautiful place. It, yeah, it's it's pretty special. Um, so I just really felt moved to, to create several paintings. And so when I suddenly realized, oh, I've got, you know, more than one, um, a collection is coming together. It felt like something I could present as a whole. So that a one whole. was called the Wilderness Collection. Yes. Uh, and yeah. I uh, saw two images that you still have, I think, that maybe you sold two images. Did, would that happen? When you, uh, how, what was the response to the readers in Doppler? Did it lead to uh, some It did, actually. You know what? It, it actually did, yeah. Um, someone read the article and contacted me, and then she, uh, she somehow tracked me down, I guess, through my website and ended up purchasing two other paintings from a different collection actually um but it's been lovely it's been really a nice way to 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 nice exposure but also a nice way to connect with other people yeah. i, I, I really think it was an excellent idea and i think it was um very effective to mm, have some you. art to look forward to each week something in your case it was more than one painting yeah, yeah. Have you sold much of your work on social media, or is that a plan in your future? I haven't, actually. I, I, I have a website, and I have an email list, and I would say that pretty much all of my work has sold... I'm just trying to think if that's true. I believe that most of my work has sold through my website and through my email list. I'm asking because I bought two paintings now on, I think... Sight unseen, uh, yeah, uh, except for an in, image. <laughs> yeah, in Instagram, and right. it was like impulsive, but it was right. like I wanted. It, oh yeah, you know? so I follow some artists, and their work is stunning, and that's how I've purchased mm -hmm. um, a piece actually. But I haven't had that experience myself. I do think it's important to keep putting my work out there, but I've taken the pressure off myself to feel like I have to sell through Instagram. Okay. okay. Um, it's a nice way it, to connect with people. It's a nice way to show and share what I'm doing if people care to follow. But, um, but the pressure comes from... The pressure you to... You said uh, you don't want the pressure of... Uh, well, I, I used to feel when I started that, you know, I was posting on Instagram, hopefully to sell things. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that way anymore. I just feel like... I'm putting stuff out there to share what I'm up to. And if people okay. care to follow along, that's great. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a mailing list. So you mm -hmm. encourage people to sign up for that. I do, yeah. It, it's a great way to find out what I'm up to, what collections are coming up, what events I'm participating in, what's happening in my studio, that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't we think we mentioned that you do sell things online, That, uh, but what they are. What are the products that you would sell online? Original paintings, mm -hmm. um, prints of my of some of my pieces, and fine art cards, mm -hmm. so blank note note cards of mm -hmm. my paste paintings. Okay. Yeah. Do you do commissioned work? I do. Yeah, I haven't done a lot, um, but I do, and I would find that pressure under. under yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is that piece of it, but it's also you know if you can create something that's really meaningful, mm -hmm. spe like especially meaningful for somebody, that would feel pretty 
pretty lovely. Mm-hmm. How do you see your relationship with the collectors who see and buy your art? Do you have a, I asked this question because we're having a show call from the collection of in December in the, Hunts, in the Partners Hall for the Huntsville Art Society. And it's featuring the collectors rather than the makers. It's part of the uh, um, the relationship between right. the making of and the admiring and the collecting of. Hmm, that's an interesting. Have you thought question. about your collectors very much? Do you know I who have. your collectors are? Um, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Some you have of a them. Following. You do have a bit of a. Following? I do, mm-hmm. yeah, and and some of them I know well, and some of them I hardly know at all, and some of them I don't know at all. Mm-hmm. Um, So my relationship with them, I would say that the people I can think of that have bought paintings have a sense of who I am. So they either follow me on social media, they might have known me, yeah, that's right, Mm -hmm. through my newsletter, mostly through my email, or they've known me for years. Um, And it's, I find it more meaningful personally to to have a, a sense of the artist that I'm, but not always for myself when I've bought paintings. Sometimes I'm just moved so much by the piece and it's, I don't know anything about the artist. Um, but the people that have bought my work, I, I think they have a small sense of who I am anyway. You mentioned that you follow some others. Who, I do. who do you follow? Oh gosh, I follow a lot of artists. There's an artist in Shetland, I absolutely love her work, um, Ruth Brownlee. Her work is stunning. And, um, did you meet her when you were there? I did. Oh, I did. Nice. I purchased a print. Yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. Very nice. Yeah. Did you know her before you went? Or you a just, little bit yeah. only through social media okay. again. And I, I find that quite fun when you follow an artist. And that's how I've, I've made friends with an artist in Quebec, Alison Robin-Smith. Mm-hmm. She's fabulous. And she and I took a course together um, called Making Artwork for two years. And then we finally got to meet Um this past summer which was wonderful very nice Mm -hmm. well we've learned a lot about you now (laughs) (laughs) and uh, very thank you for coming in today thank Thank you you very much i think we should just say the name of your website uh, it's stephanieacroy.com and you must have a profile on the huntsville art society's website also i do yes Mm -hmm. that's right well, thank you very much. Yes, we wish you well. Nice. Thanks for inviting me. An artist. Your work has a very calming effect. Oh. <laughs> <It> <laughs> thank does, you. Yes. Thanks. Okay, Karen, we have some things we're going to talk about uh, else, well, elsewhere in Huntsville right now. Well, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts, the, uh, their fall and winter lineup is happening. And uh, in on December 1st, Blackie and the Rodeo Kings is coming to the Algonquin Theatre. Uh, Matt Das Singh Sinatra is at the Algonquin Theatre December 2nd. Hawksley Workman, I have tickets for that, December 9th and 10th. And that's going to be at Trinity Church, which is a great venue for someone like Hawksley. The Original Whalers is on February 1st. Jan Arden is coming to Deerhurst on February 11th. I want to see her. Um, and we'll leave it there for now. Um, there's... Oh, Further so ahead, more. I know I, this because I bought my tickets for Jesse Cook. Oh, okay. So April 22nd, Jesse Cook is coming. Beauty and the Beast, there's a spring musical happening uh, for two weeks at the Algonquin Theatre, uh, put on by the festival, March 24th it starts. Um, Susie Vinnick and Lloyd Spiegel is on February 16th. So that's her entire lineup for the fall and winter. It's going to be great. Yes. Right now in Partners Hall, we have a show that's finishing up and it's called Lemonade and it's on until 
the 28th of uh, November, and uh, it's very interesting. Uh, different technique, uh, acrylic pour, actually. And I mentioned before that arts, the artists of the Huntsville Art Society are showing work in hospice. Currently, it's Sylvia Kerschel, first November and December. And Christina McBean is on now in Huntsville Public Library, but Brenda Turner will follow in December and January. Muskoka Arts and Crafts has a very um, exciting weekend on the 24th to the 27th. Uh, is that right? Let me just see. I haven't got the dates exactly right. 25th, Friday, November 25th, from noon to 7, the 26th, 11 to 4, and Sunday, uh, the 27th, to 11, uh, from 11 to 4. And it's not only at um, the Chapel Gallery, there's something going on there, but the bulk of it is actually at the Legion, the Bracebridge Legion. So uh, lots of things, events for family members, so go out and see the uh, Muskoka Arts and Crafts Holiday Market. It's $10 per ticket, and uh, children under 12 are free. And they're asking that people bring a non-perishable item to support the Mana Food Bank. Every bit helps. And there's a book launch coming up. We don't get these very much across our, our plate, but this one is on December the 10th. It's at Damselfly Studio on Muskoka Road in Gravenhurst, hosted by Susan Ironsware. And you can probably follow more of this. For the, it came to me through the Muskoka Authors Association. And... Uh, I want to mention at the Gravenhurst Opera House on December the 4th, Sultans of String with featuring Rebecca Campbell will be on. That's their Christmas caravan show. And I hope to get to this film on December the 6th called Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I think that would be wonderful. At the Algonquin Room Gallery in the Visitor Center, the, uh, the Algonquin Park-related works of Marissa Sweet are on until... Friday, December the 23rd, and her show is called Spirit of Algonquin, Finding Life in the Forest. And again, she's a student of feng shui, and she believes that nature is a way for healing and nourishment for the soul. So there's lots happening. Uh, don't forget New Adventures in Sound Art. They have an installation on here right now that is so interesting. It relates to the uh, tree rings of ancient growth um, trees and in terms of sound making. So it sounds wonderful. That's in South River. Uh, NASA.ca is their website. So lots happening. Mm -hmm. There's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We are Muskoka. 